someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother, the cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast, back from hiatus. Um, I am Big Bengal Burrow, and today I'm joined by the Miami Dolphins, question mark? I'm here. I'm back. I, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't here, but here I am, ready for a playoff push, man. Yeah. Holy cow. So let's, obviously I'm Justin, this is Jared, um, <laughs> but let's talk about those dolphins. They have been on fire. They have been awesome for a team that people were like, Oh wow. They were so good last year. We thought they were going to be great this year. And people just counted them out. Like immediately they, they struggled to begin with, but they found their rhythm Two has been playing really well and they're on a seven game win streak. Who would have thought? Yeah, man. So uh, to say they struggled to start the season is an understatement. So they actually won their week one game. If we remember, they got that signature win over the Patriots. It's always good for once a year. But then they spun off seven losses in a row, uh, including losses to teams like Jacksonville and Atlanta in there. Not great. Uh, They were one in seven after week eight. A lot of people, like you said, wrote them off, myself included. I think anyone with a half-functioning brain probably wrote off a one in seven team saying they're not going anywhere this year. But watch out. Then they spun off seven wins in a row, including that impressive uh, performance against the Saints on Monday night this week. And here they are, eight and seven, two games left in the season, and they bumped themselves up to that number seven spot in the AFC playoffs right now. And as crazy as it is, they could still win their division. Yeah, it's not clinched yet. The AFC East is not clinched yet. No, if they win their last two and the Patriots and Bills drop, they win it, which That's is insane. insane. Yeah, so if the Dolphins went out, they'd be 10 and seven. Um, and they could, win, like you just said, win the division at that. Oh, my goodness. That I mean – it would have to be the first time in NFL history a team has had a turnaround like that in a season. Yeah. But they've been playing so they've got the Titans and the Patriots, but the Titans have been struggling as of late. Uh, I've been very surprised with how much they've been struggling. But they've got them and the Patriots, and the Patriots also been struggling the past couple of weeks. So and the big thing with that uh, week 18 game against New England is they have the Patriots at home. They already beat yeah. New England uh, up there in Foxborough this year, so they get their shot yeah. at them in South Beach. Uh, it is crazy how much the Dolphins control their destiny right now. It is, it is amazing. And I, oh, ahead, I was just, just going to say I got some help in the wild card chase in the AFC this weekend too. When the Chargers dropped a huge one to the Texans. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened down there in Houston, but uh, the Chargers got ramrodded pretty good by the Texans, and it it opened the door widely for the Dolphins, who themselves had a very shut-down performance against the Saints on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, One thing about that Chargers game, Justin Herbert didn't look good. He played poorly. He had some bad Um, picks. He had a pick six to end the game, Yeah, which is not what you want, but Anyway, these Dolphins have been playing yeah, it's fun. really well and, yeah, really, really fun to watch. 
Uh, Tua still has, you know, some, some of those young quarterback mistakes that he's making, but I think, I think he's got more upside than downside at this point. If the dolphins stick with him and show that they're behind him, which they haven't done so much to this point. Um, I see good things coming. Um, yeah. Oh, I completely agree with you. Uh, I mean, to, it's just the phrase tale of two seasons was coined for this year's Miami dolphins. It feels like, uh, yeah. I mean, Tua has had a night and day difference from the start to, of his season to now, just the team in general has. Um, and I mean, it's just exciting to see a team come all the way back like that. Um, and, yeah. and we've said it many times before in, in any sport in the playoffs, you want to be playing your best when the playoffs get there. You want to be, be, you want to be a hot team. And uh, there's mm-hmm. no one hotter in the NFL right now than the Dolphins. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think they can beat the Patriots if, if they continue to play like they have been. And, you know, I think Brian Flores has been game planning really well. Um, you know, even with the quarterback issues with the saints, which, Oh boy, that's a whole, that's a whole little issue. It's in of itself. They've still got an intense running game with Alvin Kamara and Brian Flores, you know, really game plan for that and just shut that rushing game down immediately it helps that they know they don't have to worry too terribly much about about the the air attack but still he's yeah. been he's been smart and the, to me the dolphins have felt especially kind of after the draft going into this off season this last off season the dolphins felt like a team to me and i think probably to you also uh that had the makings to be a really good team they had the talent there and it was just kind of a matter of if it would come together. I mean, at drafting Jalen Waddle out of Alabama was big yeah. for them. I mean, and he's come on as of late. Um, and it's, it's just everything's clicking right now in Miami. And uh, it's clicking at precisely the right time. And, you know, boy, I guess that's why the team is not eliminated until they are actually mathematically eliminated. Because uh, at one and seven, I think most teams would have been dead to rights, but not this, not this group right now. That's that kind of like, it's, it's not over till it's over mentality, I think is really present with the dolphins. And then even though they're, they're out the lions, the lions have been still, you know, playing their best football. Um, And granted they're, they're, they're out. They're eliminated. But yeah, and they had probably, a huge statement game against the Cardinals, yeah, showing like, was, "Hey, we are not to be trifled with." Yeah, and I'm worried that uh, that's who my Seahawks play this week. Not that the Seahawks themselves have anything to play for right now. They're also eliminated after a tough loss to the Bears. But uh, man, that Lions team—they're not—they're not a typical two-win team, you know. No, yeah, and and like I said before, they've had a lot of really close games throughout the year against good teams. Um, and yeah, that's, it's, you know, yeah, they're screwing up, um, their draft capital, but. I mean, even still, still though, they should be a top five pick. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they're, they're still a young team, the new head coach. I think they're just using this time to kind of get right and get figured out. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and this is all valuable experience. Um, and, yeah. and on that same coin, uh, experience, 
this run the Dolphins are on right now, if they do end up finishing this thing off and making the playoffs, talk about experience and confidence heading into the playoffs. I mean, yeah. having your backs against the walls the way they did and to fight um, all the way to get there. I mean, they're going to be a team that no one in the AFC wants to face. And if it went chalk right now, how the AFC play playoff picture is uh, Dolphins being the seven seed, they would play the two seed, which right now happens to be the Titans. So uh, who they already have to play once here before the end of the season, that could be very interesting um, for whoever they would get matched up with if they actually end up making the postseason here. And it's crazy to think too, um, with, Going just back to that one and seven start, we talked early in the year, you know, if a team starts off there at like losing their three of their first four or whatever our specific thing was like, it usually means they're, they're done for the season. Oh, like the percentage of a team making the playoffs after like a one in three start, I think it is, Mm -hmm. is just so low. It almost never happens. And here they, they might be the exception. Man, it's it's insane right now. That's I mean, I there's a few teams now that my team's out of it that I'm definitely pulling for and going to be pulling for throughout the playoffs. Uh, the Dolphins are one of them. I mean, just because it's a great story. Um, it's I don't know unless you're a, maybe a Patriots fan or a Bills fan, how could you not root for these guys a little bit? I mean, yeah, no, it's I've the Dolphins, I've. I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for, I really, really like them. Um, uh, even, even though, you know, and maybe that's just because I'm a Tampa Bay fan and they're also in Florida. Yeah. I mean, it, they're just, they're a fun team. And we've said this kind of, we said it last year too. They were kind of a fun team last year. They had their issues, no doubt, but uh, it's just, it's coming together or at least it feels like it's coming together right now. Yeah. And, and I think, Brian Flores has really helped usher in a new new age for the Dolphins. Oh, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. Um, you know, he's just he's needed uh, a little bit of time to get it right, I think. And uh yeah, I mean we're seeing it we're seeing it now in Miami and it's exciting and I know some Dolphins fans who are very excited right now about what Miami's doing. So, uh this has the potential to be a, a historical season for the dolphins if they can finish it out here with two games to go yeah um yeah it's it's like we said it's not over till it's over and on that note let's talk about the Bengals. yeah we'll talk about the Bengals. uh another afc team that's kind of having a season that, that is surprising to say the least they're nine and six right now they lead the afc north just put a beat down on baltimore this last weekend Um, And the story kind of coming out of that game was not only how well Joe Burrow performed and how he's been performing all season, but uh, the the fact that the Bengals kind of ran the score up on Baltimore and Joe Burrow was asked about it after the game. And he basically said, uh, no sympathy for me. They did this to us. Uh, This is the NFL. This isn't Pop Warner, man. And it's the age old debate on, on running up a score and that's something we were going to kind of talk about on the show on this episode. So where, where do you fall on the whole uh, running up the score debacle? Game's not over until that, that final quarter's over. Um, and no, that's, 
on one hand, you know, yeah, like, oh, man, you just ran the score up on us. But it is the NFL. You've got guys that are there to make a living. Um, you guys, guys that how they play determines whether or not they're going to be on a team next year. Yeah, no doubt. Play your best ball at all times. Um, I will say the, the thing that I think that they should do is allow more like, you know, backups and things to come in so they get playing time. Uh, but no, keep playing. Like it, it's not like there is no mercy rule in the NFL. These are professional sports teams. They should be able to deal. Yeah. This kind of ties back to me for that conversation we had over the summer at one point about the dumb unwritten rules in baseball. Yeah. Um, It's kind of similar here is where like, it's kind of at every level of football, it's this unwritten thing where you shouldn't write, you shouldn't be passing when you're up by 20 in the fourth quarter, or you shouldn't be, you know, trying so aggressively to score but I don't know. I'm with you that, especially in the NFL, like this is football at the highest level. And, you know, if you don't like it, stop it, man. Like that's all I can say about it. I remember way back in 2012, Seattle was playing Buffalo up in Canada and Seattle just killed them. Like we had scored over 50 points in that game and won by at least 30. And I remember people got mad at Pete Carroll for calling a fake punt. Well, up by, you know, however much we were up by, and it was kind of the same thing. Like, you know, this we're playing professional football here, you know, it's, yeah. a, per, it's a perfect time to draw up a play like that, to try a play like that when there's really not a lot of risk for the team that's winning. And in college football, the, uh, the argument can be made that running up the score is actually beneficial to the winning team because uh, of rankings and the way the committee looks at yeah. games and all that stuff. But in the NFL, of course, standings are their own thing. A win's a win, no matter how it comes. But I totally agreed with Joey B in this one. You know, the Ravens Mangles have obviously division rivals, but there's been some definite spats as of late when they've met. And the Ravens did kind of do this to them last year when they played, if you'll remember. So uh, I think well, it was just the Bengals getting their turn on it. Well, and John Harbaugh, who is mad about the whole deal, he did the same thing to Miami a couple of years ago. They mm-hmm. were up by like 30 plus on the Dolphins and they did the same thing as the Seahawks. They ran a fake punt. They kept Lamar Jackson and they did, they did that. Like it, it's something like, yeah, it feels bad when it happens to you, but I know it's just the game though, man. I yeah. mean, I mean, if let's, I'll be honest, like if this had been the case for the Seahawks this week and someone had done that to uh, them, which this year is not that far out of the realm of possibilities, I wouldn't have liked it, but I would not have been the guy that's saying, you know, all oh, unsportsmen like to, to do stuff like that. Um, and I honestly think it's actually a really good time for whether it is starters or like you said, if backups come in, it's a good time to, in, in a sense, practice those plays when the, the risk mm-hmm. is a little bit less, you know? Yeah. Okay. You try something and you throw an interception or you turn the ball over. Not great, but it's not going to cost you the game when you're up by that much. So uh, I've never had a problem with it. Um, and I know it's, it's something that's a kind of a divisive issue anymore in sports and any sport, really not mm-hmm. just football, just, you know, continuing to be aggressive and trying to score when winning by so much is something that, it bothers some people, whether it be basketball, baseball, football. Um, and I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's silly to get mad over. Yeah. And 
I think it's also good for, you know, a player like Burrow. He is a young player. He got hurt last year, so he didn't get his full rookie year. But to give that player some confidence, like you're playing a team that went deep in the playoffs last year. You know, they're still doing all right this year. Um, yeah, well, and here's my another thing. discussion. Just like, just like, yeah, just like from a fan, like a football fan point of view from this, uh, can you imagine what this is going to spice up the Bengals-Ravens rivalry just a little bit more next time they meet? I oh, mean, yeah. I love stuff like that. I, you know, when you have two division rivals that already don't like each other, but then one team gives the other one a little bit more reason to uh, not like them, it always makes it fun. And, I mean, who knows? We could see a scenario where these two meet in the playoffs, uh, depending on how things shake out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, – it's just football, man. And if you win by – what did the Bengals win by in this last game? At least 20, I think. Yeah, 20-something. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was awesome, and I think that Joe Burrow's response to it was 20, perfect. Yeah, yeah so uh, give me more of that, man. It, I don't know. I would yeah. actually like to see more teams do that a little bit more. If I mean, you already have a team dead to rights. Keep your foot on them. And just, you know, continue to, to huck that rock down the field. If, if I don't know, just, I, I'm, I'm a proponent of it. Yeah. Yeah. Twist the knife. That's what I say. Twist the knife. Yeah. Play, play your best football. Don't, don't take it easy on someone. Like it it sounds ruthless, but that's what it's gotta be. Well, like That's what it should be. Seriously. Like these, these coaches in the NFL who are coaching some of the best athletes at their sport in the whole world. Can you, you can't tell guys of that caliber to back off. Yeah. Can't. (laughs) And man, I think part of it is John Harbaugh is just mad how the last few weeks have pulled, pulled for the Ravens. He's taken gambles in each of these games that have not paid off. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, talk about the Green Bay game the week before. Uh, it's a mounting frustrations in Baltimore right now. And losing like that to your division rival, I think probably is yeah. what made him uh, vocalize his frustrations the way he did. So Yeah, and their last three games, they've lost by a combined four points. And a lot of it has been on the fact that they've gone for it in stupid ways. They've gone for the two points. They've gone for it on fourths. Like the Ravens are not right right now. No. Um, and they're probably making the playoffs. I mean, I don't know right now they're eight and seven, uh, but they're in the 10th spot in the AFC playoff picture. So that's three spots out. Oh actually. yeah. Cause they, yeah, never mind. They, they have, the Dolphins have the tiebreaker over them. Yeah, and I think um, like the Chargers. Well, good. I I hope the Ravens don't make the playoffs. They don't deserve to this year. They I mean they've been talk poopy. about a vastly like disappointing team over the last year and a half. Really, like compared to what we thought the Ravens were going to be a year ago, um, we thought that you know they were going to be the next class of the AFC, right up there with Kansas City. And boy, how they've fallen. And uh, going back to the Bengals, man that might be the team right there in Cincinnati that wins the AFC North this year. Like, isn't that insane? Yeah. I mean, the Browns who we thought were going to build off of last year's playoff run, the Steelers who we thought, I don't know what we thought of the Steelers, I guess they're about. No, I, I thought the Steelers were going to be way worse than they were. 
That's true. But, you you were very critical of the Steelers early on, uh, and they're you know about where I guess I would imagine them being in the Ravens who we just talked about. Yeah. So the Bengals, man, good on them for taking yeah. control of that division, and uh, you know they haven't made the playoffs for at least six years now, maybe seven. So it's been a long time. It has been. So they're about to end, probably end a little drought there in Cincinnati. Um, and yeah. yeah, Joe Burrow is doing uh, Joe Burrow things. He's the guy that we thought he was going to be coming into the NFL. Um, yep. And, um, and I think this year's draft is going to be great for him. They've got, they've got their quarterback wide receiver duo. Oh, um, yeah. As long as they can hold on to, you know, some of these other guys, they're going to be set on offense if they just reinforce that O-line. Exactly. Maybe spend some draft picks on good defensive players. They're, they're a scary team. No I, doubt. I, that was my formula exactly. I was going to say, if I was the Bengals front office this offseason, I'm beefing up the O-line and I'm beefing up the defense because they've got it figured out on offense if Burrow can stay healthy. I mean, that's a scary offense, and uh, it's a fun team. Like, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, The AFC is going to sport some fun teams in this year's playoffs, man. I mean, the NFC is going to sport your Blue Bloods, um, but the AFC is going to have some, I think, some really exciting teams in there. Yeah, like – the. Yeah, the Bengals and like the Dolphins, they feel like they're scrappy teams. It's not like the Chiefs who are like, yeah, a blue blood, a pedigree team. Right. Well, do and what a treat it would be if Cincinnati and Miami met up in the playoffs. Like if that's how the pairings yeah. went, ooh, I would be all over that game. Yeah, I'd feel bad if they met up though. Like I I would I want to see I want to see the Bengals topple the Chiefs in the playoffs. Give oh, me man. that. Oh, yeah. Play giant killers a little bit. I mean, in, in the AFC playoffs, the Chiefs feel, really feel like the only giant right now. In the NFC, you've got three or four teams that you could argue are uh, going to be Goliath. But in the AFC, it's really just the Chiefs. I know the Titans are the two seed, but like you said earlier, they're not playing as great right now. They don't feel like a two seed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. But the a- is some scrappy teams, as you put it, in the AFC right now, um, so led by some scrappy quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Tua. So um, exciting, exciting times in the AFC. And then, hey, how about your Buccaneers in the NFC wrapping up the division? Last yeah, week? man, it feels good. We swept everybody but the dang Saints. You're going to have a home playoff game, though, this year, which is, if people remember, actually something the Bucks did not have last year as a wild card making the run they did. Uh, so Tampa hasn't won their division, I think, since like 07, I want to say. It's uh, been a minute, dude. It's been a hot minute since some playoff football has gone down uh, in South Florida there. But it, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool, and yeah. uh, you're going to – welcome in somebody to Raymond James stadium here Yep. first round of the playoffs, unless, you know, you could, I guess, still get the bye week in the number one seed. A lot has to happen, but uh, you know, the bucks seem as good as ever ready to uh, defend their title. Uh, um, they- We're racked by injury. True. I mean, true. And the, I was just going to say the NFC is riddled with uh, some big boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a tough off season for us for sure. Um, we'll wait and see. I'm, 
yeah, we'll wait and it, see. At least you get playoff football. That's all I'm going to say. At least you true, get playoff true, true, football. True. So, um, yeah, man, exciting times in the NFL. And then uh, also sad times in the NFL. We wanted to touch on it tonight. Uh, why don't you tell the people, Justin, if they don't know already? Yeah, so actually just today, um, Tuesday, December 28th, uh, uh, just a little over an hour ago from when we started recording, uh, the NFL broke the news that Hall of Fame coach John Madden passed away at age 85, um, which is, you know, very unexpected. Um, as of right now, there is no, no release cause. Um, granted, he was 85, so he was old, but man, talk about losing a legend of the game. No doubt. Uh, one of the cornerstones of the sport really i mean there's an entire video game franchise named after the guy yeah um um it's just so i don't know it just feels like the sport lost uh, it just has a hole now man and uh you know i've seen so much old film of when john madden was a coach and those raiders teams back in the day and you know, the, the, the iconic, he was just an iconic force in the, not only as a coach, but honestly, as a broadcaster after his career, I mean, he was a, he was Al Michaels partner on Sunday night football for the longest time on NBC. He called some yeah. Super Bowls, man. Um, he was larger than life in a lot of ways, as far as football goes. So that was a huge, huge blow. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to add to that. He he was an institution of the game. Um and honestly he coached the Raiders when you know the Raiders really got their like identity, I would argue. The bad right boy. The bad yeah, the boy, bad man. boys. Uh-huh. The renegades, the rogues. Man, and he was just a uh... I don't know. He, he was just a funny guy too. When he, he had all of his sayings when he was announcing. And uh, I remember like, as when we were younger, my brother and I, whenever we watch a game that John Madden was announcing, we would always like bet on how many times he was going to say bootleg <laughs> in one <laughs> broadcast, because that was one of his favorite words. And uh, man, he would talk about Brett Favre every ch- chance he got. Like, even if it was not a Packers game or whoever Favre was playing for at the time, uh, he would bring up Brett Favre whenever the opportunity even remotely presented itself. So, um, yeah, it's just I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Like you said, it was about an hour ago from the time we started recording this. So very fresh news uh, at the time. Probably by the time this comes out Thursday, it won't be as fresh anymore, but just as big of news. Um, And then it's something we kind of touched on earlier in the season talk about the tumultuous season that the Raiders as a franchise have had um, and, and throw this in there now. Yeah. Um, it's just one more thing that, <laughs> that they're dealing with down there in Vegas. And uh, it's just crazy, man. You know, and obviously none of these guys were coached by John Madden, but still it's, it's probably a lot of those guys grew up watching him announce, uh, you know, you know, oh, yeah. looking back at like, him as a coach and the franchise itself yeah it's the dude's picture has to be plastered everywhere in those facilities down there with the raiders i mean he's that franchise isn't what it is today without him like no and the sport isn't what it is without him so 
just a huge loss. And we definitely had to touch on that on our episode uh, this week. Um, speaking of our episode this week, uh, it's the last one of 2021. Can you believe true, that? True, man. We've been uh, going strong here for about a year and a half now on the expansion buddies. It's crazy. Crazy. Super crazy. Uh, we still got to get to shout outs and call outs if we have any this week. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I mean, man, it might be a little cheesy, but shout out to John Madden. I was going to say the shot at the shout out has to go to Madden this week. Yeah. The man had such an incredible career, you know, something that I think is really cool. He started off his first season 12, one and one as, as the uh, head coach, first time head coach in the NFL. That is insane. Yeah. It, not often do head coaches see that kind of success in their first season. Um, it's not at the NFL level, but you know, who has seen that kind of success in his first season as a head coach. Who a, a certain coach of the MSU Bobcats, uh, our yeah. alma mater, actually, uh, who's playing in the national championship here in just to about two weeks. So, yep, uh, that's that's a worthy shout out too, I guess. But it's got to go to John Madden this week. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, our thoughts go out to Madden's family. Yeah, um, for sure. Yep. No doubt. Um, I, I don't have a different shout out than that. And honestly, I don't have a call out this week. I can't think of anything that was that, uh, that call out worthy. Um, I'm sure there was something. I just, I, I think the Chargers kind of need to be called out. Mm, they, they that's played fair. pretty badly. <laughs> that's fair. Oh but. man. Oh, also not to, not to take away from, from the actual shout out that we gave, but, uh, a little shout, a mini shout out, if you will, to the, uh, the in college football, the Dukes Mayo Classic. Uh, that is a bowl game that is played every year as of maybe the, I think the last five or six years. Uh, and they have confirmed that this year the winning team's coach is going to get instead of a Gatorade bath, he's getting a bath of mayonnaise. Nice. <laughs> I mean, if nice. That, if that is not must-see TV, I don't know what is. That is some pretty A-plus <laughs> marketing. If, yeah, so if you wanted a reason to tune into the Duke's Mayo Bowl this year, I don't even remember when it's happening. But uh, <laughs> one head coach is uh, going to absolutely get covered in uh, mayonnaise. It, okay, I looked it up. For anyone wondering, it's, it's Thursday, the day this episode comes out. Uh, uh, 9.30 in the morning. It's between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the South Carolina Gamecocks. So uh, I want to see somebody get dunked in mayo. That's all I'm going to say. I want to see someone get mayoed. Okay, well, and this is not like a super novel thing for a bowl game with that kind of, I guess, advertising with it. Because like the Idaho Potato Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl that's played in Boise every year, the winning Mm -hmm. team's coach gets a, a bucket of fries dunked on them. So... Uh, we need to start I did not do- know that we need to start doing this for uh, all these bowls, man. The cheese it bowl. I know they give you a trophy <laughs> with cheese. It's in it, but let's dump them on the coach. Uh, the, the peach bowl peaches. Come on. I want to see it with all of these, but okay. uh, yeah. So sh- a mini shout out to the Duke's mail bowl. Uh, innovative uh, as ever innovative. in the sport. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> do love to see it man we do um just like we love all you listeners who tune in to us every week wherever you tune in from whether it be spotify google podcasts uh apple the the can on a string 
Uh, we appreciate it's always there, old reliable. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, uh, for following us on Instagram and Twitter. Both uh, holy Hulk, hold up, I forgot. I do have a call out. Oh boy, the Washington football team once again. True. Uh, First of all, fighting on their bench. Second of all, thinking they're you know hot crap, flying in their benches after Dallas did it to them. Oh, the whole um, bench thing is so dumb. <laughs> and then proceeding to get absolutely clapped by the Cowboys. That was embarrassing. Oh, and to think Washington football fans, we almost got through the episode without talking about it. And then out of nowhere, Justin came in with the with the call out while I was doing the close down. So, uh, yikes. Yeah, no, that's Washington fair. football team is an embarrassment. They looked pretty bad. Uh, they did have a, a fair amount of guys out, COVID protocols and all that. No excuse, though, to lose the way they did on Sunday Night Football. No, uh, and you know, like, them flying the benches down. That's not – that's not freaking Ron Rivera. That is that's, one of the dumbest things, man. That <laughs> is freaking oh, – what's-his-face running the front office like, well, did it to us, I got to do it to them. Yeah, well – and I just don't like, I don't even like, maybe you've done more rating on this than I have, but like, what's the reason that the Cowboys even did it in the first place? Like, um, because Washington's arena, what is it? FedEx field, I think. Yeah. Um, is, is literally so crappy. I don't think they had heated benches for them. So they had to do that. That's, I don't know. Oh my God. Um, it's just stupid. Also FedEx field leaking sewage. So fun fact for the fans. Shocker. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, oh well. boy. Washington football team. What a, what a Cinderella story you had last year only to turn back into a pumpkin this year. Yeah. And because of that beat down, the Cowboys won the NFC East uh, that we can no longer call the NFC least like we did last season. No, wow. Cowboys have been quietly just doing their thing. And the Cowboys have been quietly doing it. Their fans have not been quiet, but yeah, good ever? for Dak Prescott. He he's had a heck of a good season. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 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 an audible call out from Justin. He called an audible and uh, right at the end here and gave it to the Washington football team, which was completely justified. So uh, <laughs> a good call out, sir. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, right, let's close this thing down for real this time. Uh, once again, thank yous all around to the listeners, wherever you listen from. Make sure to follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at the expansion BU1. Interact with us. We love hearing from you. Um, and uh, until next week, until the first episode of 2022, uh, we'll talk to you then. I've been Jared. That's been Justin. And never forget, buddy. Party like it's 1976. See you next year.